Welcome everyone to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight Presents True Hill Heat 23. We are going to be uh, reviewing the tremendous, amazing Wrestle Kingdom 13 card. We're going to also previewing Impact Pro Wrestling uh, Homecoming pay-per-view this Sunday. My name is SP3. This is the top guy, JJ. This is True Hill Heat 23. You are watching us live on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, live on the True Hills group page, as well as live on our YouTube channel, True Hill Heat. We are going to be up on our iTunes uh, page as well, True Hill Heat 20J. Well, absolutely. Well, first of all, Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year. The Happy first New Year. True Hill Heat of Happy 2019. Year, we know. are ready to go. Post your comments. In the comment section, if you are watching us live on the Pro Wrestling and Spotlight. Know, and happy New Year to the True Hills, to the Spotlight Nation. Literally about to hit the two-year mark of doing True Hill Heat. Like, this is kind of crazy. This summer, but, SummerSlam wow. weekend, we're going to be hitting two, two years. years. Two like, years of True Hill Heat. That's why I had, to, I had to change the color of the drink. You know, it's like at the Henny Special. Had to make this shit super strong. You, know, you you have to you still have the same big gulp. Uh, oh, oh big gulp all the way up. I can get shout out, shout out, shout out to big gulp. You know, you know, not not fuck the store, but shout out to big gulp. Anywho, yeah, but random, yeah, random shit. Post <laughs> your comments. We gonna we gonna be talking about what you guys are expecting in 2019 in professional wrestling. As you know, with True Hill Heat, we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling. So we're gonna be talking about Wrestle Kingdom 13 because of what happened this morning. I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit tired because I stood up at 2 a.m. in the morning all the way to 7 a.m. Thank you, New Japan, for not making it five hours. Honestly. Honestly, I was up. I, I stayed up the long hours. I stayed up to 2 a.m. So the fact that it ended at 7, God bless you, New Japan. God bless you. There's a reason why I need the alcohol right now. Because if I do not have that shit right now, I will fall asleep on set. <laughs> <laughs> to do that show and then to go straight to work and then to come and film. Oh, my God. Running yo, on E. Yo, no, I'm running on, on, on a light liver right now. <laughs> So as we start off every True Heel Heat, we're going to start off with the True Heels Roll Call. Before we start off with the True Heels Roll Call, I got a special roll call for Mama SP3. It is Mama SP3's birthday. So shouts out to Mama SP3. Happy birthday to her. July 4th is not only Wrestle Kingdom Day, it is Mama SP3 Day. So shouts out to her. But we're going to shout out some of our True Heels, our conversation starters. Uh, we got to say our, happy birthday to mama on yes, the page too. Please. Say happy birthday to mama. Show ha some love. Show hashtag some love. happy birthday mama SP3 for sure. So we got a new top three on the True Hills group oh, page. A new top three. So the top three is as follows. We got Mike Sanchez, which is one of the contributors on hmm. the spotlight page. We got uh, Jamie Tanak, who, who went down from number one to number three. Jamie, you, you, you haven't been hating on Rhonda like you used to. You need to get back to hating on Rhonda, posting on the, on the True Hills page, because that's when you got your number one spot. And then finally, number one is the Peruvian pimp, none other than Bruno AB, yeah. the arch nemesis of Baby Seth. Bruno AB, the number one conversation starter. So we got to shout out a couple of the other uh, True Hills as well. <laughs> I don't know if you got any special shout outs to start off 2019 for anybody on the True Hills page, anybody special out there. 
Um, listen, I'm just, just basically, it's just a shout out to bringing in another year of greatness, like bringing in another year of True Hills Rising, bringing in another year of doing what we do best, and that is being annoying, causing hell, wreaking havoc, saying shit that you don't like, being the anti-WWE people that you absolutely love to be, and a dose of reality and more realness coming your way in 2019. A lot of unfilteredness coming from True Hill Heat, as Extremely. you expect from us guys. So post your comments, what you expect from the True Hills. We've been hearing you guys. You guys want more fan interviews at our live events. So I'm gonna be at Evolve coming up in January, the Johnny Gargano event. So I'm gonna be interviewing fans live for the True Hills page, as well as for the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So we are listening to you guys. So post your comments. We wanna hear your feedback. But the shout out couple of our True Hills, we got Michael uh, Peretti, we got Michael Gomez, we got Warren Mills, who I met at All In in Chicago, we got Carlos Pamino, we got William Schmilm, we got Tim Gonzalez, who is a longtime uh, True Hills Group Page member. He's been he's been coming coming out the woodwork. He's coming coming out of hiding. So shout out to Tim. We got our YouTube Tim subscriber. Wow. Yes, he's check back. That, yeah, check he's that back. out, right? He's back. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. We got our YouTube subscriber highlight. We got Frank Peruto. We got Aaron Lee. So shout out to you guys for commenting on our many videos. You guys are the reason that we contribute so many of these videos weekly. So check out our True Hill Debate of the as well as heated opinions. If you are watching us live on our YouTube channel, there is more to come during the week from the True Hill Heat page. So do you have any very special shout-outs outside of the ones that you made the general consensus before we move on? Absolutely not. Of course not. Of course Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Of course not. Well, why the fuck would I spend special <laughs> shout-outs to people? Like, really? Like, do I get special shout-outs? I don't get special shout outs. You know what I said? I'm gonna make this a little bit more selfish this go around. I do all these shout outs. Shout out to this, shout out to that. You know what? Fuck the shout outs right now. Let's just get to the show. A very special shout out to the Jobber Tears podcast. Um, Sir Wilkins, I did the uh, Impact Homecoming and Wrestle You did a really Kingdom good job at making me feel bad right there. Because prediction I do have show. my special shout out. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. exactly. I, do, I, do, I do, I do. And my, my, my heart always warms up. My heart always warms up. When, when, when I hear from, from HR Zone and then the true goddess of the True Hills, my girl Mimi, and, and, and you know, HR Zone Janelle. You know, when, when I hear that, yeah, I do feel kind of bad. So special shout out to y'all, but the rest, whatever. So before we move on to our top news, we want to hear from the True Hills. We want to hear from the Spotlight Nation. So what do you guys have to say before we get into our top news? Bruno says. So I'm no longer part of the top three, huh? That must be Little's Johnny's doing. I see. Bruno! We literally said you're Bruno. number one. You're not Bruno. even in the top three. God, you don't listen. Bru no, no, no. Uno. You have to say... You're numero uno. See. Si. You're numero uno. What are you talking about? You're not number one. You're numero uno. Top three. No, you're above three. You're above two. Bro, listen. Listen. Tacos. Read it. I mean, come on, man. I, I know I talk fast. You see, you're too busy cutting these damn promos after this show, after this fake commissioner wants to put us in a match, and you want to sit here and not listen not to what me. is being said. You actually just got complimented, my brother. Enjoy the compliments. Stop being so fiery. It's only the fourth day in the year, damn it. But compliments on you cutting your promos in Spanish, you've been doing much better. Yeah. Much better. I must hand it to you. So, our top news, we got to get into the big announcement that happened on New Year's Day. It was on Being the Elite. 
that finally, after weeks upon weeks upon weeks of speculation, we have finally got the official world that All Elite Wrestling is official. All Elite Wrestling is a thing. It is a new promotion into the world of professional wrestling. As announced on Being the Elite, All Elite Wrestling is real and it will be basically promoting the next All In 2 event that will actually been reported and rumored that it's going to be Memorial Day weekend, double or nothing. And it is rumored that it's going to be in Las Vegas. We've also been hearing Detroit from some fans online. Uh, New York, so it's, but the main rumor, Las Vegas, Memorial Day weekend, double or nothing, all into All Elite Wrestling, what are your thoughts? You got Cody, the Young Bucks are official, officially the executive vice president, you got Tony Khan, the co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is going to be the owner of AEW, you got Brandy Rose, which is officially going to be the chief brand officer. The first African-American woman to be an executive for a professional wrestling promotion. So, shouts out to Brandy God, Rhodes. If you don't love Brandy, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Pretty simple. BJ Whitmer is supposed to be signed on as an agent. Uh, you got SEU supposed to be signed SCU. on as wrestlers as well as agents. You got Hangman Page who's also signed on as a wrestler and an agent. What are your thoughts on All Elite Wrestling? What are your thoughts on the presentation of the announcement and the impact that has been in the last couple of days since the announcement? Build-up was incredible. The delivery was a little weak to me. But just knowing what's going to come, it's just, it was a hell of a day, a hell of an episode of being the elite to finally see it being unveiled, to see it happen, to to know that it's real, to know that we are about to get some newness, something new to the world of professional wrestling. It has been really remarkable, the comments, the remarks, the things that people have been saying, and no one knows shit it's literally everyone is guessing out their ass blowing smoke up each other's ass sell it look yo this is huge this is huge this is the biggest thing since ted turner took a dive this is the biggest biggest financial backer to come into wrestling since ted turner but the difference between that is you actually have wrestling minds that is going to potentially be running this wrestling promotion instead of having just Ted Turner's money and then just basically grabbing all the nostalgia acts and just, yeah, just, just let them go. Just let them go and do whatever the fuck they want. There's actually, I feel, at least with this, and this on an all-in pay-per-view shows it, it shows that there's going to be potential structure, there's going to be leadership, there's going to be thought process with how this goes. And I think that the Bucks and Cody have been around the block long enough. They've seen the business in and out. They are going to kill it. But it's going to take time. It is not going to happen at double or nothing. They don't just take over the world at double or nothing and become the number one promotion. No, it's going to be a steady buildup, but I agree 100% what you said. 
Uh, they, Cody and the Young Bucks really have their pulse on what is hot in professional wrestling right now mm -hmm. and what is going to be hot in the next couple of years. The fact that they got guys like MJF and Joey Janela on the all-in card, it shows that they are looking at the future of the business. Bandito. No one heard of Bandito before the, before the all-in card. Bandito goes on the all-in card. He's signed to ROH. He signs a multi-year deal with ROH. And now he's one of the bigger stars that's coming into to ROH and on the independent scene. So they are on the post on what is about to be hot as well as what is hot right now. So I'm very confident and it's very different from when uh, Panda Energy basically came a part of TNA Impact. Yeah. TNA Impact was really trying to be the WWE light. It wasn't really trying to be an alternative. It was using a lot of ex-WWE and WCW guys like Jeff Jarrett, Sting, uh, Scott Hall, Ken Shamrock. And it had really that image of wanting to be like WWE, which is all in and all elite wrestling, really has the fans first and what the fans are looking for and really looking for what the fans want out of wrestling because so many fans complain on a consistent basis about what is the norm, what is WWE, what is WWE putting out there, the laziness of the writing, the laziness of the creative, the laziness of the stories as a whole. And I feel like all elite wrestling is gonna be different from that because of that. I'm not saying that all elite wrestling Wrestling is going to be competition and the number two promotion to WWE tomorrow after Double or Nothing because Why be not? because there is a market share in professional wrestling that is very oversaturated right now. WWE mm -hmm. has a huge market share, basically like fifty percent of the market share. Then you got New Japan Pro Wrestling that has basically meant their their market share, which is like 20 percent. You got. ROH with another 10%, you got Impact with another 10%, you got Progress, you got MOW. It's becoming very oversaturated in the professional wrestling world and AEW is coming at a time where maybe it's just adding to the oversaturation and maybe it's becoming too much wrestling at a point where in 2018, I couldn't keep up with everything. I really wanted to keep up with Progress. By like May, I was like, no, nah, I think I'm gonna. Yeah, Done. I think I'm gonna. Done. I think I'm Done. just gonna stick to WWE saturation. I am gonna be involved and in invested in all elite wrestling, but it is coming at a time where the wrestling scene is very, very saturated. Yeah, you know what it is. Is like what I think all elite is gonna be is it's gonna be that shiny new toy. It's gonna be that shiny new toy that you just have to see how it operates, what it does, what it brings to the table, and. The partnership, the partnership with between AEW and ROH kind of seems unrealistic because they are in the, both in the U.S. Right. and they're both going after the same basically talent. Yeah. Uh, AEW and New Japan is totally different. Like we're gonna be talking about Wrestle Kingdom 13 in a little bit, but if you listen to the commentary, AEW was mentioned a lot during during uh, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom yeah, 13, absolutely. and it seems like they are open to a partnership between AEW and New Japan. But you sound like you don't be you're not open to that partnership. I am okay. I'll be open to it, of course, if they if they announce it and they say they're running partnerships. But my question to that would be. All right, so we got a partnership with, with ROH and New Japan. We have sprinkles of impact with ROH and New Japan. Like nah, that, not, that, not real partners, that, that was the they crew. have wrestlers that but, does one-offs. But, but I will say New Japan New Japan has their partnership with RevPro in, in the UK. They have their partnership with CMLL in Mexico, and they have ROH in the what US. What would make AEW any different? If they do the same partnerships with the same companies with the same talent. I what? feel 
like, make them different. I feel like AEW, in a lot of ways, is gonna be is gonna be doing a lot of the things that New Japan hoped ROH would do. Then, and they should have shot their shot then instead of two years later when they're basically scrumming up talent. They're signing PS, PCO and Brody King and Bandito. These are great signings, don't get me wrong. But two years ago, you had AJ Styles, Adam Cole, Paolo Raleigh, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong. You had these guys right, right. in your company and you should have shot your shot then so, instead of now. Right, so now that AEW is going to be on the scene and they have a billionaire backing and they have the potential and they can sell these things actually working. Now, why wouldn't Ring of Honor or New Japan, or if not both, W? Like, I'm just, at, this is more of a curiosity thing is, why would it be any, like, realistically, why would it be any different besides the brand and the venues that they go to? It's, it's pretty simple. Cody and the Young Bucks. The fact that they are a creative control, they're in the business, the business mind state of where they're going. The fact that the Young Bucks are really have been in control of the Bullet Club business and the fact that the Bullet Club business has boomed more since AJ Styles left, which no one thought was going to happen. Right. AJ Styles leave and the Bullet Club business booms even more. No one thought that was happening. That is solely to do with the mindset of the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks in that creative control, in that business mindset with AEW is my, in my eyes, that's the key factor which makes them different from an ROH, from an MEW, from, from Impact. All right, I mean, I, I, I do see the potential there. I just, I just, as you said in the beginning, like I just don't want it to feel as if this is an oversaturation of another company working with the same people to now make it three to four companies but working do, together. Do you think them coming into this right now will create like a new wrestling war? Like we'll get the the WWE, WCW, ECW type of thing because you That's have the biggest company in the US, which is is WWE. The biggest company in the world is WWE. The biggest company in Japan right. is New Japan, and now you have AEW. Are we turning into a new great war which in wrestling? Which leads to exactly why I said I want AEW to be its own because they can recruit and snatch and they can get as much talent as they can and with the mind as you just said which is what i'm going with is that talent that that brains that 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 that, that brainstorm of talent that they have together collectively they're not taking a chance with knowing what the people want when they go head to head with wwe they know the pulse and Back then, as Impact came up, as ROH was coming up, as all these other companies was trying to make a scene and make a name for themselves coming up, Impact had AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels all in the beginning before people really knew who they were. Yes. There's not a soul alive that is involved with wrestling that does not who Cody is, that does not know who the Young Bucks are. That does not hold. That does not know but, who being the elite but, is. But like I said so before, with why what not they take the plunge when you are as big as you have ever been, and take that dive. But like I said, like I said, with Cody and the Young Bucks, they have their pulse on what's going to be fresh and what's going to be new. Six months ago, no one knew who Bandito was. And right. they they With had that. their posts on what right. was happening. Six months ago, no one knew who MJF was. And okay. now he's one of the biggest names in the independence. He's the right he's Which one is, of the rising stars. Actually star. buffering exactly why I'm asking yeah. why can't AEW just be their own? I, I feel this you. Is one I, agree. I think I don't think that they need like I mean, 
it's cool, like it's great that we've been, uh, you know, we've been accustomed and we've been getting this great wrestling from these companies coming together. But if you really want to change the world, you got to stand on your own. I get it. I get it. Bingo. I get it. Let's hear from the Spotlight Nation and the True Hills. Eugene Sampson Jr. thinks he really thinks AEW is pointless if they partner with ROH and New Japan. Thank you. I I, 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 can, like, I can I can see the point with with ROH it, it, definitely with ROH I don't I don't even, I don't I don't see how that's bro, beneficial to New ROH Japan. I don't it's see the, how that's beneficial to All Elite I do see the All Elite and New Japan partnership being beneficial because New Japan has Japan they're not AEW is not gonna run in Japan so they can have their guys perform in Japan use that partnership and that fan base to get fans for but AEW it's what, but it's what ROH has already done yes it's, ROH it's, has it's already, already done. It. But you are you are coming with totally different stories, totally different creative. I will take Cody and the Young Bucks over that piece of garbage of a Booker that is known as Delirious. The Lizard Man needs to be he's fired. He, Hashtag he, he fire to, Delirious. He, he's out of this equation. No, no, no. We are talking about the creative. That that's that different. Powerful. The creative team for AEW is much better than that piece of garbage. Hey, the lizard man. He's trying delirious. to get a scream that part of He's trying to get his yelled at from, from Shorty again. How Delir you doing? Delirious pisses me off. Let's hear from the Spotlight Nation and True Hills. Jason Michael Campbell says AEW will not work. You cannot have wrestlers booking their own matches. Just look at what happened in WCW. Okay, that was Kevin Nash. Yeah, Kevin and then you're, ju blown you're, you're jumping to conclusion. And this is what a lot of people are doing with AEW and all of the wrestling. We can speculate, but let's try not to assume. You are basically assuming that they are going to be booking themselves like Kevin Nash did in WCW. Oh I, I, I basically made this point to somebody. Cody made the decision to pit the Young Bucks in the main event of All In. He did not make the decision to put the NWA title on him. Billy Corgan said that was the right decision because it was in Chicago. It was for an event that Cody made. It was going to make a big moment, and it did. And it caused more business for an NWA, so it helped NWA. Cody has not... not no, You have no substantial proof to say that Cody and the Young Bucks are going to book themselves like Kevin Nash booked himself in WCW. So let's try to speculate but not assume. I mean, he's got a point. Exactly. I mean, he's got a point. It's just we have to go by what's the recent history from what these guys have been able to accomplish. Like, look at what they've been able to do in the world of wrestling. Like, they don't, God, they don't have a big platform. They do not have a big platform for this. Like, what they're, they've never had a huge platform. Now, if you think that, Fight or uh, FTE or whatever, Fight Light or whatever the fuck they on or the, uh, the Honor Club or, or whatever. That shit is not a platform. And the fact that they've been able to step outside the box, get streaming, get get a streaming show, do these things at their own time, at their own expense, at their own will, at their own creative thoughts. Now that they have their hands on the pulse of the company and they're listening to the fans. They're actually listening to the fans. And guys, this is why we love them. This is why we love the elite. This is why we love the Bullet Club. Because they have their finger on the pulse of us, the fans. So if they're, if we had to put our brain trust and we had to put our funds into a company, why the hell would we not trust this trio? 
There's a reason why they sold out in 29 minutes for All In. An, an, event, an event that had one match advertised that was built up on a YouTube channel that had 100,000 subscribers. In question, did it deliver? It delivered. <laughs> it was one, it, everyone pretty much had it in its top it five to hours. top 10 it shows of the year. four hours. So, it was four hours and it was a fucking phenomenal event. Final thing before you, for you before we move on to our next top news topic. What do you think of the involvement of Chris Jericho with AEW? I hope he's heavily involved in it. I hope he's heavily involved in it. I mean, the man is damn near 50. So I don't see him having the longest of futures there. So he's, you know, he's going to be around for a long time in the wrestling business. But how many more classics and how many more great matches is he really going to be looking forward to doing while he's 50? And also, let's not count the fact that Fozzie is becoming bigger than ever. Absolutely. So he is going to follow up his Judas album with another Fozzie album and Fozzie tour. This is going to exhaust a 50-year-old's body, man. So how much more wrestling can he do? But that mind, that mind use it, of use it, his... Use it to the benefit. Oh, my God. Just let his brain go. And the one thing Jericho hasn't been able to do, he was around in the early beginnings for ECW, but he hasn't been able to basically said he helped build the company. So this is his opportunity to be involved in that, and I definitely feel like AEW can do some things with that. One more question from Xavier. What about JR? Is he going to be involved, like the rumors say? I hope not. Um, I hope not. I'm just, I hope not. I hope not. If it's involved in like a scouting position or some type of create, create, yeah, Backstage. yeah, some type of like creative position, Nothing I can see that. No, not announcing. I'm Nothing sorry. On TV. I'm sorry. You disappointed me enough with New Japan. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Jr. I'm not willing to take that risk. Yeah, that's um, Yeah, that Jr. dead. Please, for our YouTube subscribers as well as you on the Spotlight Nation as well as True Heels. Post your comments on what you think AEW should do. Should it aim to be the number two competition for WWE or be the alternative to WWE? So we want to hear from you guys. Please post your comments. We want to hear what you guys have to think. But let's hear from them uh, if we have any uh, other comments before we move on to our next top news. Let's see. Um, from Eugene Sampson again. Where do you guys want to see Kenny to go? Personally, he'd like to see a short run for him in WWE. I feel like if he's going to do a short run in WWE, right now is not the time to go. Everything that Kenny has said over the last three to four years tells me that AEW is what he's been talking about. It's the change of the world and his mantra for the last couple of years and being able to say that he built the company around himself. He has helped New Japan expand into the U.S., yes, but he has not been able to build a company from his forefront, and AEW is what he's been talking about. Completely agree. Here's the unfortunate thing is that I think money plays a huge factor, and especially based on, you know, potentially... How many, it, it, I think this is all about Kenny. It's how many years he has left in his prime to him. Because if he can cash out on a huge five-year deal with WWE while it's hot, while he is the hottest thing in wrestling, dude, if he's making north of $30, $30 $40 million, how 
in God's name can you turn that down? If you can make like, the ah. if you can make the same amount of money and stick with your friends and have There's, the creative yeah, freedom, some, then I would go with AEW. It all just depends on your lifestyle and what you're looking for. And, and from everything we've heard, like this is my thing. I go, I I rather go by. You know, I understand we have the thoughts, oh, money is a very important thing, but I'd rather go by what the guy has been telling us for all these years. Money does not seem like that. it's that big of a factor more than the creative freedom and more than his whole change the word mantra. It just doesn't seem like that. I just, just hope to God. And the fact that we have a billionaire in charge of AEW that can make him this, almost the same amount of money that he would in WWE with the creative freedom it just doesn't make sense. I hope to God that Kenny Omega signs with AEW. I hope to the all heavens that he signs with AEW and he does not even swim in that pool of WWE. Because this is, I, the first thing I thought about when he goes to WWE, his merch is going to suck. His merch is going to suck we'll, in the we'll, WWE. We'll talk about that a little bit like, more oh when, we, God, when we talking about Wrestle Kingdom 13. But we got one bit of news before we get into Wrestle Kingdom 13. Do you think WWE is capable of making that? No, not at all. At, at all? all? This is beautiful. Like, do you think, do you think WWE beautiful. is capable of making that? Shouts out to Poughkeepsie and EW. I, I purchased this shirt. This is, this is beautiful. Like, no, they're not. This bottom line. No, they're not. You're going to no. get the cleaner shirts like the like like Neville did when he was the king of the cruiserweights. Oh, awful. So we're going to touch on this <laughs> very shortly. So we have Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and El Ligero. They basically finished up their UK independent scene run. This is a news story that came out a couple of uh, weeks ago. Basically, uh, WWE signed the NXT UK talent to new contracts. These new contracts it basically means that they can't work for all of these British independent scenes unless they are ones that are authorized by the WWE. So they can work this. A lot of people can work for Progress, ICW, and the ones that are affiliated with WWE, but can't work for, you know, certain other ones. Pete Dunne and Trent Seven even got as far as they were restricted from performing at promotions that they started up themselves. And Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate had their farewell match for progress. Basically following up for my hated opinion from months ago when I said that progress signed their death nail when they signed a deal with WWE. And Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, two of their biggest stars, had their farewell match. So what do you think about this new deal with the NXT UK? I'll, say, I'll just say first to lead off. Although I feel like Progress signed their death nail signing this deal with WWE, I am very happy for the superstars, for the wrestlers. This is a great deal for them. They get the exposure of the WWE. They get a new contract. They're making more money than they ever would on the independent scene in the UK. So I am very happy for guys like Pete Dunne, like Tyler Bate, like Trent Seven, like El Ligero. The fans in the UK, the, the, the fans that were supporting this UK independency, the, the reason that this UK independency got the attention of WWE to make NXT UK, those are the people that I kind of feel bad for. But the wrestlers themselves, I'm very happy for. I, I actually feel very happy for all of them, the NXT UK stars, that superstars that is having the chance to get a bigger platform to do this because... Let, let's and I I feel what you're saying about those independent gym seat attendees, but when they're paying twenty bucks to go to a show, when they're basically paying the rent to go to the show, and then the athletes basically make zero 
to pennies to perform there and to perform at the same level as that they would if they're in front of 15, 20,000 people. Sometimes a business decision, I can't get mad at the business decision. Oh, no. I cannot get mad at it. Oh, no. And they will still be labeled UK. They will still have their still, they will still have a lot of events in the UK, but it's just going to be kind of locked down. They're going to be kind of locked down to their one branch. And I love it. Like, I kind of like it. I like the idea of them being tight nipped, getting paid a whole lot more. That you know they deserve this money, like they deserve this. Like they not, busted their like, ass for so many years being unknowns. Like I emphasize, I'm very happy for the NXT UK so superstars. On that front, I can't get mad at it because, dude, we got families, bro. I am very happy. I am very. I feel like it's a wise decision by the WWE to do this because it's a right. smart business decision. When you are charging 50, 60 bucks at the minimum to to have had these guys perform mm-hmm. and to have people come out and see them perform when they can pay twenty dollars to less to see them perform in an armory in a gym, it just doesn't make much sense business wise. So it definitely makes sense for the WWE. It definitely makes sense for the NXT UK superstars. I just feel kind of bad for the NXT for the uh UK independence. It was good while it lasted. Yeah, they they were they were on the rise from 2015, 2016, 2017, and then WWE came in and just but like, you know, like kind of took nothing. that like, away. You know, we had a show in Queens about a what is it about a year and a half ago? In, yeah, in the summer, in the summer, and the gym was like 197 degrees, and we literally in person, live, in color, in front of us, we saw a man shatter his leg, shatter his leg. Guess who covered that? Not WWE. Guess who's still recovering? That individual. Oh no, he recovered. So yeah, but it's 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 still a work in progress. So it's like sometimes I don't agree with everything WWE does, and I barely agree with the shit that they pull off. But at the same time, it's like, dude, sometimes business decisions they gotta come. They gotta come to fruition, and the fact that they got their chance at the big time, and they're getting their big payday, they deserve it. They deserve every fucking cent and every opportunity. I'm happy for them. What do you guys think, Pro Wrestling Spotlight Nation and the True Heels? What do you guys think about the NXT UK? What do you guys think about All Elite Wrestling? Let's hear from you guys. True Heel Maurice. Who didn't see that coming in regards to WWE and the UK scene? WWE wasn't going to come into the UK to be another independent. They came to take over. Absolutely. I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Triple H is playing his best Visic Man of the early 80s, late 70s. Visic Man wiped through the territory era and basically picked off the biggest stars from each territory to create the WWF as we knew it before the WrestleMania era. So he, basically Triple H has done the same thing. He's, he's picking the best stars from Ireland, the best stars from London, the best stars from... Uh, Wales, he's gotten them all in NXT UK and is basically going to basically stranglehold all the independent companies around it. But if they are going from making 15 to 20,000 a year doing wrestling to making 75 to 100 Oh no! Amen for the re- for the fi- for the Fuck wrestlers. yo, yeah. why are we even talking about this? Yeah. Like it's one of those things it's like I get where we come from as fans. But if they're getting 40, 50 bucks a night, fuck that. They deserve way more than that. And if they get an opportunity to do that because Triple H isn't signing every single one of them, 
there's still people in those scenes. There's still people that is going to be doing those progress shows. There's still going to be people doing those shows that we go to 192 degree gym for that is going to get that same $35 per fight. Like, there is, they're going to still be people that gets it, but for the ones that deserves and gets that opportunity, there's not a person that should ever even be thinking about hating on this because they are doing what is best for them and they have earned it. Bottom line. Amen to that. So we're going to move on to what we have missed. And of course, what we have missed is this morning. This morning was the biggest event in the New Japan calendar, which is also their first event of 2019. Wrestle Kingdom 13, live from the Tokyo, a five-hour event if you include the pre-show. Bunch of tremendous matches. I would say at least four to five matches that rank above four stars. Like, great classic matches throughout the night. So what would you say was the best match of the night from Wrestle Kingdom 13? <laughs> Kill me for saying it, but I'm going to go with Jericho Naito. I'm like, like, I love Chris Jericho in New Japan. Like, he's had literally two of his matches in New Japan. Has two of his matches because he's had a number of them. Yeah. But two of his matches in New Japan is probably better than anything he's done in WWE, period. Like, and, and it's a crying shame that he's been in the ring with Shawn Michaels, he's been in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, but his work in New Japan is nothing short of amazing. And the, the stories that he's been putting on in his matches, better than anything he's ever done in WWE, in my opinion. Definitely the last, like, I would say these are, like, the best stories Jericho has made in his wrestling career since the HBK rivalry of 2008. he's been wrestling for 30 years. Yeah. So just the heads up to that, heads hats off to that, and I just think, and it was a very very close second, obviously with with the ace and, and Kenny, and the death blow. That's what I just called the death blow. Is <laughs> the death blow happened? What with uh, the Koda opener? almost died. Oh yeah, the murder, the murdering almost of Kota Ibushi. Oh my! I God. would say I would say by far everyone. I would say, you know, Jericho's DDT onto Naito onto the table was an oh my god moment. Uh, uh, Tanahashi doing the high fly foe and crashing through the table onto Reese's side was an oh my god moment. But my, and of course, Okada removing the jacket and having the shorts on. No, you will never hear a bigger pop for someone's thighs. More than you will hear a pop Incredible for Okada's we thighs. Talking about the fact that a man literally just went from pants to trunks got probably the biggest pop. Like, he literally, <laughs> literally, because I would say, like, you know, the show is getting a lot of mixed reviews from fans online. I agree with a lot of fans. I will say that the show seemed a little bit off. It seemed like a lot of the earlier on matches, like the first, like, one through six matches, felt a little bit rushed. And it felt like, like, when we got to, like, the top three matches, that we was like, oh, shoot, we got, like, two hours left. Like, these matches about to be 40, 45 minutes. So I agree with you guys there. 
But I feel like the middle portion was really slow. I feel like the two weakest matches were the IWGP heavyweight tag team title match between G.O.D., L.I.J., and the Young Bucks, as well as Cody versus Juice. Cody versus Juice, I knew going in would be the worst match, and it proved me right. Cody was definitely not in 100% to perform there. Brandy did more bumps than Cody in that match. I don't know if anybody was realizing that, but yes, Brandy took more bumps than Cody in that match. But... Brandy's the, a rider. Like I said, if you don't love Brandy, go fuck yourself. That middle portion... I will say that again. And again, and again. Brandy for life. That middle portion got you ready for those top three matches. And the pop for the return of the Rainmaker. Oh my god. That gave me chills. Like, the pop for the Rainmaker Bucks. The pop for the jacket. The pop for the music. And then the pop for the trunks. Was freaking amazing. But... Tanahashi versus Omega was my match of the night. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that was our first five-star classic in 2019. Just beautiful storytelling about Mm -hmm. the old versus the new, tradition versus evolution. Whose style of professional wrestling would prevail? The use of the table involved. Tanahashi going against his his ideology and trying to use the table and it backfiring. But Omega showing pride and respect for Tanahashi, wanting to finish the match and bring him back into the ring. All of that storytelling and those little elements and those little layers and the fact, the little element that not a lot of people has been saying, Omega literally has not won an IWGP title match Unless Kota Obushi is present. He's never, he's never won an IWGP title match unless Kota Obushi was present. Kota Obushi was in his corner. Well, no, I would say, no, well, in, the, in Japan. Because he did win in San Francisco against Cody, so I'll give him that. But in Japan, he's never won an IWGP title match unless Kota Obushi was present. He was in his corner against Okada, in his corner against Ishii. He was in the triple threat at King of Pro Wrestling. He wasn't in his corner at Wrestle Kingdom, and he lost. The ace was crowned. Your man, the man you put the WWE title on his shoulder. Put the strap on him. He won his eighth IWGP heavyweight title. You're welcome for that picture that's been floating all over the True Hills page that's been edited by my man Josh probably a million times already by now. I like I like the Drake but photo. I, I, the Drake I, I, photo was I like cool. the Drake photo. The Drake photo and the edit itself was pretty cool. But that was my photo. Credits to that photo, baby. That man was wearing my belt. You know what I mean? So what, what would you say was the match that exceeded the expectations the most? Wow. The the, the Jericho Naito. Like that was the one for because that I didn't I, I'm gonna be honest, like I did I thought that that would have probably been like the fourth or fifth best match in the night. Because I had going into it, I thought that that uh, Coda and and Osprey was gonna be miles above that. Yeah, I thought the the main event was gonna be. Miles I would say above I that. would say going into Jericho and Naito, Osprey and Ibushi and White and Okada were the best two matches on the right. Road. And that's why I thought that White and Okada would have outshined that too. But, but that White and Okada, it, I feel like the White and Okada was my show stealer. That was the match that exceeded the expectations it was the most. Good, yeah, and if we're gonna choose an MVP for the whole entire night. Once again, Kazuka Okada for me was the MVP. He put over Jay White in a in that Absolutely. finish. That was the best 
finish of the night because you you were on the edge of your seat like, oh, the Rainmaker's back. Absolutely, the Rainmaker, absolutely. he's putting it all back together. It's about to come. And then Jay White reverses it into the switchblade. Oh, my God. And that one, two, three, the, the gas from the Tokyo Dome was great. Just a great reaction throughout that whole match. It was amazing. Yeah, and that, that, like, it, as you said, is that being the MVP of the night, that, that's kind of, in my opinion, I think that is, that can become to be expected from somebody as great as Okada. Yeah. But, like, let's be, like, keep it realistic. Like, how many people really thought that that delivery of the match of Jericho Naito would have been what it was? No, I would, so I would say... So that's why I say that it was yeah. the one that exceeded the most for me, because I thought it would have probably been, like, the fourth or fifth best match of the night. To me, it was my favorite match of the whole night. And I was, and then for me, and it was a great card. It was a great night for me. It's second. It was the second best match of the night. It was, was still right, right, yeah, yeah, right behind Omega and, and Tanahashi, slightly ahead of Osprey and, 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 and Bushi. Where would you have expect coming into the night? Where did you expect that match to fall in yeah. ranks? I would, I would, I would say like like third or fourth, fourth bets on the card. But right. I, I honestly was was more hit or miss on White versus Okada because right. White does right. not have the the history of Chris Jericho and Naito of having great matches. And that's why I say that's, that was my show stealer right, because right, right. that exceeded the expectation. And Jay, White, Jay White, the split had a main event performer type performance at Wrestle Kingdom. It's my um, dude, son. What would you say was like your biggest letdown match throughout the night? Personally, that that uh, the 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 tag match, the tag titles, the tag, tag title match. Titles? Yeah, to me, I I and I'm, and I'm confession here. I fell asleep for ten minutes during that match. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go with Kushida versus Ishimori. I felt like those two would have a better match. I thought matchup. it was fun. I thought it was a fun match, but I thought, I thought it was fun. I thought it would be a great match. Kushida's and it, entrance was amazing. Oh my god, Kushida had the oh entrance god, of the night. That was amazing. It, it, between between <laughs> between Jericho, Omega, and Kushida, those were my three best entrances. Yo, of the literally, night. he went from Mega Man to Mega Man X. But that shit was scary. <laughs> I could not go to sleep he afterwards was because I was hungry. Haunted by the image of Mini Kushida. Like, that shit was haunted. That shit was, that shit was like a horror film. Dude, that shit was awesome, though. That shit was awesome. That, that shit was so Guys, real. if y'all haven't seen anything from Wrestle Kingdom... See the entrance. Look at that entrance. My we, man went from Mega Man to Mega Man X. Anybody that knows what I'm talking sh about. Shots out to uh, Taguchi playing Doc Brown, by the way. Facts. Shots out. Any other big moments that you want to mention? Of course, we should mention... Eight new champions. All the titles changed Yo, at Wrestle Kingdom 13. Every, every single title. Every single title. So if you picked a retainer, you lost. Like, we both got a lot of those wrong. Oh, my God. I Shut, was, but, whoa, I was whoa, whoa, talking whoa. to the producer. I was like, my Wrestle Kingdom card was horrible, I but did, I got some really important ones right. I did change a couple of the picks that we made on on True Hill Heat 22. But shouts out to Sir Wilkins, who I went 3-0. Or our matches that we had differently on Wrestle Kingdom 13. He chose Jericho against Naito. Uh, he chose... I chose Jericho too, so yeah, don't feel bad. Yeah, I did. Okay. He chose Kota Ibushi against Osprey. Oh, I, I, picked the, I picked the Ariel. 
Yeah, yeah, you did. I, I picked Koto Ibushi yeah. on True Hill 822. Jesus. But I decided to switch it up on uh, our prediction oh, show. You smartened up. Yeah, I smartened up. I smartened up. <laughs> I, will, I will admit that. And then we had one other one that we had differently. So, shout out. No, we had uh, White and Okada. He picked Okada. I picked White. Oh, I picked. Oh, you smartened up. Yeah, I did. Oh, you definitely I smartened up. I did. I oh, smartened up on those two. True Hill Heat 22. I did. I, 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 I rewatched it. Blade. I rewatched it before our prediction show. Shut up for that match. Let's hear from the True Hills <laughs> and the Spotlight Nation before we move on. To what is next? Eugene Sampson just says it's Kenny's last match in New Japan, so Uncle Dave's probably gonna give it eight stars. <laughs> He's gonna jack off all the stars. It is most likely not Kenny Omega's last match in New Japan. He is signed through January 31st. We got New Year's Dash tomorrow morning. He is most likely gonna be on that event. He is also going to most likely be at the new beginning events at the end of the month that are going to be in the USA. So any any comments besides Kenny's last match? Or, like, it's, it's, all, it's all about, like, dude, Wrestle King, I mean, a lot of people probably haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's and, like, I just, I just want people to stop listening to these unreliable sources, Oh, man. good like, lord. There are so many dirtsheets out there. Yo. And Uncle Dave gets a bad rap, but Uncle Dave is one of the most reliable he is one of, when Uncle Dave says Yo. something, I believe it more than Sports Kita. Every, I'm sorry. Everyone, I'm sorry. Everyone became kayfabe, move, kayfabe news. Yo, today. seriously. Everyone became kayfabe. If I see news. one more report of Kenny Yo. going to WWE. <laughs> Yo, people are guessing so much. They keep guessing the amount per year, the total years. The total contract number, which brand logo they're putting behind him. They're saying that he can't refuse it. He has a meeting coming up on Monday. He has a meeting coming up on Tuesday. He has a meeting coming up on Wednesday. He's meeting with them right now as we speak. And it is so ridiculous. And don't get us wrong, guys. We want you to have a feeling. We want you to feel what you want to feel. If you feel like Kenny should go to WWE, that's totally different than trying to come up with reasons why Kenny should go to WWE. That's totally different. If you feel like Kenny should go to WWE, post your comments and tell us why you feel Kenny should go to WWE. Either if one. you feel Kenny should go to Either AEW, way. tell us why he should. you feel he should go to AEW. If you feel Kenny should stay in New Japan, Tell us why he should have an actual Michigan. reason and not just, just oh, he's doing this. Oh, he's doing that. Oh, he's doing that. I mean, if if I was offered three million, I would just take the three million. You are not Kenny Omega. Yo, dude, if somebody offered me 300 k right now to jump on a podcast, I'm like, fuck True Hill Heat. But but you know what? I haven't been offered three hundred k, and neither has SP3. Pretty much. So. You're stuck with us for a little while. But until then, we love you too. But We love you guys! It's just, it's just a matter of stating an opinion and making it mean something and having something behind it. That exactly. We want to hear your interactions here. This is what True Heel Heat is all about. Post your comments, especially on our YouTube channel. We want to hear from you guys where you think <laughs> and why you feel Kenny should go to which Yo, promotion. Yo, if I ever get five zeros behind an offer to do a podcast, I am gone in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. He's and leaving, so are you. He's leaving me ASAP. Yo, no dude, Rocky. If you get offered 500K to, to, to do some other podcast, you'd be like, yo, top guy, this is your shit now. 
<laughs> this is just shit. So, here's the card, here's the website, here's everything. We're going to run through right our now. predictions. We got two shows to go through. We got Impact Homecoming this Sunday. We, you can join us. I don't know about this guy, but I will be live at the Legends NYC Bar on 33rd Street between 5th and 6th Avenue for the official Jobber Tears viewing party. So if you are in the New York City area, Come on down, have a beer with SP3, come check out Impact Pro Wrestling. We are all about promoting pro wrestling outside of the WWE. Show your genuine pro wrestling fan self and come out to Legends for the Impact Homecoming viewing party. And we're also going to talk about NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, which is going to be next Saturday. But let's start with Homecoming. Are you excited for Homecoming this Sunday? I actually am. I want to see what TNA has to bring for the face first pay-per-view of 2019. They had a very strong 2018 to their standards. They did. They had a very strong 2018 to impact standards. They had a great 2018. So hopefully they could keep this momentum going. Hopefully they ride the hot hand of Sammy Callahan because he's, he's clearly their biggest thing that's going right now. Hopefully they change things up a little bit because it kind of was feeling very very similar at heading towards the end of the year. So I'm, I'm a little skeptical on that. I just hope that guys like, I hope that Moose gets his push, a real one. I hope that whatever this Eddie Edwards shit, I hope it comes to an end. This shit is okay, stupid. we're going to talk about that when we talk it, about the match. All but, I needed was a statement from you. You just ramble on and on. The second time you... Wait, wait, but, the, but the second time you said it, at least you got the name right. You called it Impact. You called it TNA to start it off. I'm like, God, this guy's Dude, still, I, yo, he's still first in of fucking all, 2014. First of all, first of all, first of all, I am never... That shit is never going to leave TNA. TNA is always... That shit is always going to be TNA in my book. Always. Whether you call it Impact... Shit packed, baloney, bomb, whatever you call it, that shit will always be TNA to me. You're outdating yourself, sir. Anyway. Well, I'm becoming outdated. Yes, you are. Uh, let's start off. Happens. You know what happens when you get older? At least I'm blessed to hit this age, motherfucker. Let's start off with the matches that they just added to Impact Homecoming. We got a big one. It's an Impact Knockouts tag team match. Yes, it's not on the paper, so you can't read off of it. And we got... Allie, Dark Allie, she's going to be teaming with Sue Young. Right there. No, it's actually not there. She's going to be teaming with Sue Young right to verse Jordan Grace and Kara Hogan. If you can see that on that piece of paper, you have magic eyes. It's so. the power of the alcohol, baby. <laughs> that shit gives you supervision. That shit is at the top of the so page. So, Allie and Sue Young versus my girl, Big Mama Pump, Jordan Grace, and Arbu, Kara Hogan. Fire. Who you got in this one? I don't really care about this division. I'm gonna be honest. This is the one women's division I don't care about. Unless, oh, oh yeah, is Tessa Blanchard fighting at this show? Is she? You can tell people don't look at like anything that the show is on. Is Tessa Blanchard? Like he couldn't even look show? at the card to find no, out that Tessa, Tessa Blanchard. Blanchard I'm, we're gonna get to that. We're starting from the bottom to the top. Allie and Sue Young. Allie and Sue Young. 
I, no, I did not. I said Ali and Sue Young versus Jordan Grace and Kara Hogan. It's pretty simple. You got a All black right. chick and a thick chick versus a dead chick and the and the bubbly chick that she turned to the dead chick. It's pretty simple. Pick one team. I'm gonna go, go ahead. I'm gonna go with the bubbly chick that turned into the dead chick. That's who I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the bubbly chick that turned into the dead chick. I'm and I'm going to go for Big Mama Pump, Jordan Grace. Yes. <laughs> Yo, Moving what on. What did you get for naming these stupid matches? Moving on. We got Sammy Callahan, the draw, your boy. Hell going yeah. one-on-one with the Mac, Willie Mac. Who you got? Bring the rail spikes with you, brother. I'm going with the draw in this one. Fuck the Mac, man. Un- unfortunately, I have to agree with you. The draw deserves this win. He was the Impact Wrestler of the Year for 2018, so he needs a big win here. Of course. He's the biggest thing in Impact. Falls. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Falls count anywhere. You got Moose, the Nigerian Moose. wonder, going Moose. one-on-one with Eddie Moose. Edwards. Who you got in this one? Moose. Moose. That answers my question. Moose. Moose, I just told you I hate the whole Eddie Edwards thing. You I mean, I don't, I don't like Eddie Edwards either. He's from Boston, so I have to pick with Moose as well. And he hopefully, looks stupid. Hopefully, this is the last time we he agree looks on it. Stupid. Next up, we got the Impact World Tag Team Titles on the line. This right here is a certified banger. This right here is the match that's going to steal the show. The champions, the longest reigning champions in Impact history, LAX. Going against the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. Who you got? Brett! So you need to know. So you need to know. He's still doing homicide. Fuck the Lucha gimmick. Bros, man. Fuck out. Yo, fuck out of here. The LAX will have zero metal. Lucha Bros will become the new Impact Tag Team Champions in Nashville, Tennessee this Sunday. Brett! You got <laughs> the vacant X Division Championship oh, will be decided. Oh, the X Division Championship was vacated by Brian Cage when he used option C to get his shot at the heavyweight championship in the main event at homecoming. So Ultimate X returns to crown the new X Division champion. You got Jake Chris of OVE going up against All Ego, Ethan Page going against Rich Swan, going against Trey Miguel of the Rascals. <laughs> he thought I couldn't do that. You can't handle this. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? You can't handle this. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Uptown, back, down, back, down, back, down, that's what I'm going with, Rich Swan. I'm, going, right. I'm, going, I'm going with Black Excellence. Going with Black Excellence to win this match, baby. So they need some name power to get that X Division title, and what perfect name to do it than Rich Swan? Because you can't handle this. Damn, man. Like I really want. I I picked Rich Swan on our prediction show for uh, True Hills and Jobber Tears. I really want to pick Rich Swan here. Yo, is his name really called Jake Christ? No, Trey, what? Jake, Jake Chris. Christ. Jake Chris. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This guy can't even read. Anyway, I'm going to go with Rizwan. I got to go with Rizwan. I feel like the X Division needs a jolt. It needs to spark up a little bit. And Rizwan is that guy that can be that spark for the X Division. So I feel like he's a good pick to win Ultimate X. And I can't wait to see Ultimate X. So please post in the comment section what match you're most looking forward to from Impact Homecoming this Sunday. 
Uh, Impact Knockouts Championship on the line. This is going to be a rematch from Bound for Glory. You got the champion, the diamond, Tessa Blanchard. My boo, Tessa Blanchard, going one-on-one -on -one with Mrs. Johnny Impact, Taya Valkyrie, with the special guest referee, Impact Hall of Famer, Gail Kim. Who you got in this one? Then I asked you like five minutes ago, is Tessa Blanchard on this card? Well, if you read what the show is about, and then, and before you get here, against you and I. Next. So I'm guessing you're going for Tessa. Next. I'm going for Taya. <laughs> Taya needs this victory. She lost at she Bow for Glory. Taya needs to go home and get that pot. <laughs> she needs to go Taya needs this victory. She lost that bound for glory. Trash. She needs to get this win back. Taya is and we need to set up a dream match of Tessa Blanchard versus Gail Kim. Gail Kim must cost Tessa Blanchard the Knockouts Championship. Right, whatever. Gail Kim is retired. She's not retired. No one's retired. She's just in like the Hall Shawn of Fame. Just like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, speaking of those people in the Hall of Fame. Impact Hall of Famer Abyss will go one on one with Eli Drake yo, in in a monster's ball. Yo, the whole TNA Hall of Fame should be fucking obsolete. So what are we talking about here? You just said so the are Hall they, of Famer. Are they, is it not the TNA Hall of Fame? Yeah, he's the Impact Hall of Famer. Abyss but versus Eli Impact Drake. Who you got? They do not have Hall of Fame. Yes, they do. They do not have a Hall of Fame. They do. They do not exist long enough to have a Hall of Fame. They've existed for almost twenty oh, so years. Now, so now, oh, you go back to TNA now. Yeah. Oh, 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 now it's TNA. Now it's the TNA Hall of Famer. No, he's an Impact Hall of Famer. He's fame. not fucking Impact. That's impact what they call sucks. the that's what they call the Hall of Fame. Any, anyway, I'm well, going Well you got Abyss. It, it, it's not a what you just said is not a fact of life, but my pick is a fact of life. I am going E La Drake. All the way. Easy. This is slam dunk shit. Slam dunk shit. Like I gotta dead. agree with this guy once again. Eli Drake. I can't pick an Impact Hall of Famer over Eli Drake. I gotta go with Eli Drake. And finally, we got our main event of the evening. It's gonna be the champion Johnny Impact going one-on-one -on -one with Brian Cage. Brian Cage invoked option C. He was the X Division champion. He invoked option C, which was created by the man that Johnny Impact defeated for the Impact Heavyweight Championship. Austin Aries almost six years ago. He's going to invoke that. We got Brian Cage going one-on-one -on -one with Johnny Impact for the Impact Heavyweight Championship. Who you got? <laughs> I'm definitely... All right, so I had thought about this one for a little while, actually. I did think about this one for a little while. So, um, Johnny Impact is the current champion, correct? Yes. So he's definitely losing this match. He's definitely losing this match to, to, to the machine. Because I think that he is the whore of wrestling. I think that Johnny Impact is the whore of wrestling. And he is definitely going to be one of the signees to AEW. So how do you not go to AEW? He's the whore of wrestling. He's been in every promotion there is to man. Not ROH. Not MLW. He, not I'm, PWG. But anyway, not keep, evolve. Keep, keep naming them shit. Not progress. He, he keep naming. Not them. ICW. He, go ahead. Whatever. Whatever. He he's been in every promotion known to fucking. He's been in, he's been everywhere. God damn it. And he's gonna be Johnny something when he goes to AEW. He's gonna be Johnny Elite when he goes to AEW. So 
Get ready for it. So on the prediction show, I agreed with this gentleman. I picked the machine, Brian Cage. But on, on to further review, I actually realized the storyline, which is at play. Johnny Impact defeated Killer Cross uh, about a month and a half ago. Mm. Ever since then, Killer Cross has been basically negotiating with Johnny Impact to basically become his hired man, to become the role that Killer Cross was for the former Impact Heavyweight Champion, Austin Aries. Killer Cross had an interaction even with Brian Cage over the last couple of weeks. So I feel like Killer Cross will come out and cost Brian Cage this match, and Johnny Impact will not only retain the Impact Heavyweight Championship, but he will turn heel at Impact Homecoming. Too bad he won't be there. He's gonna be there. He's gone. He will extend, he will expand his whoredom, and he will go to AEW. You're just as bad as those Kenny to WWE marks. No, 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 You're no, no, no. Not even, not that. even. Because you have this... zero, you have zero stance to go on with this, but you're going to go with this. It's called a gut feeling. DC people say they have a gut feeling about last, Kenny to WWE. Last time I was very vocal about a gut feeling. Last time I was very vocal about a gut feeling. My Moonlight Fantasy came to, came to life. In a little place called Orlando, Florida. Nigga, that was like two years ago. But bro. I don't like, go on you, gut You still carrying on with this shit. I don't go on you gut You still feelings. carrying on with you this shit. You goddamn right. Because oh you know why? God. The whole True Hills family issued me a public apology. Because you know why? Because you dipshits shit on my hopes and dreams. We literally have almost two years of evidence from True Hill Heat of you being wrong on predictions, though. And I have two years of predictions of me being right as well. No. What? What have you gotten right on True Hill Heat? Listen, I bet you my producer can pull up at least an hour and a half long what? predictions. That's outrageous! Analysts, like... Like, that is so far-fetched. He can pull up a bunch of things that, that I was so right about. That is so far-fetched. And the fact that you... Yo, you can't even find it. I don't need to find it. That's what I got to produce Inspector Gadget for. can't even That's find that shit. I got to produce My producer is better than Inspector Gadget. That nigga from Bird Box can't find that shit. Like, no one can find that Bird shit. Box had one film. Yes! Bird Box had one film. My producer has had 24 <sighs> things to go on. Include, I'm talking about the extras. He's had 24 things to go on, and he has a lot to find. And I bet you he find a whole lot more right from me than right from your ass, because all you want to do is yell. I'm always right. I always win. All you want to fucking... Check my record. Your Check record my record. Sucks. My record, I'm 2-0. Yo, dude, you change your I'm predictions from show to show. I'm 2-0. You change your predictions. I don't change it from True Hill Heat to True Hill Heat. I don't. I change it. But I don't if, do. I, if I bring on something else, that's totally that different. That's in a wholly you know different you realm. You know what you That's want? like a different promotion. You know what this makes you do? This makes you the Brett Farr of wrestling. Because no, all you do is waffle. No, it doesn't. All you do is waffle. All no, you do doesn't. is change your opinion. You know what? You are literally the Max Kellerman of the True Hill. No, it makes because me. It makes me Will Osprey. You pick Will Osprey is a face in Yo. New Japan. He's Yo. a heel in in the UK. Yo. Like you can play different <laughs> roles in different positions Yo. in Yo. different promotions. This is the only man that can pick both sides of the story and call himself right. <laughs> He picks both outcomes. Of course you're going to be right when you pick both outcomes. Hey, I'm always right. I'm right. 
Before we get into our last card that we got to go through, which is NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, we want to hear from the True Heels in the Spotlight Nation. What do you guys have to say about Impact Homecoming and everything else that we've gone through? Two comments from True Heel Maurice. He's looking forward to LAX versus the Lucha Bros. And he's praying to the heavens that Johnny, whatever his last name is today, loses the title on Sunday, but he doesn't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. I yes, I do, it. Maurice. We're right there, brother. I predicted Cage to win on the prediction We're right shows. There. With, We're right there, Maurice. With Jobber Tears, but I don't see it. I just don't see it. He just wait, won picked, the title. You picked Cage on Jobber Tears? Yeah, I picked Cage on Jobber Tears. Wait, wait. You picked Cage on Jobber Tears, but you picked Mundo here? Yeah. The Brett Farr of wrestling. That's just the nigga waffles or how how he has both outcomes. He has both matches predicted. That's a different show. That's a different show. Yo, the only thing you can't pick is a draw. But that's a different show. (laughs) This is ridiculous. But that's a different show. It doesn't count for here. Let's hear from them one more time. One comment from Carlos Madrid. He is in Jacksonville, Florida, so he'll actually be at the press conference live. Ooh. My man, if you are a nice. member of the Spotlight Nation, we definitely want to see if you can uh, send us any videos that you have from the rally. This yeah, Tuesday, that, if you are in the Jacksonville, Florida area, they are having an all-elite wrestling rally. Just out of what, basically, like minutes, hours before Brother. SmackDown has their TV taping at uh, Jacksonville's arena sure over do. there. Just down the road from the arena. So... Go to that rally if you could send us some videos at Pro Wrestling Spotlight at the Spotlight page or even to the True Hills uh, group page as well as our True Hill Heat page. Please send us to that so we definitely want to see that. Absolutely. You'll send as many videos, photos as you can of that because that is going to be one really, really cool thing. You better capture as much moments as you can from that. It's only going to happen once. Absolutely. So one more big card that we got to go through. We're going to come back with True Hill Heat 24 uh, just before Royal Rumble weekend. So we're going to break down NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. That big card next Saturday, January 12th. If you guys haven't been checking out NXT UK, you got a lot to catch up on. But I, for my friends on the True Hills group page, as well as on our True Hill Heat podcast page, I'm going to post up my top 10 matches from the NXT UK shows that have built up to our NXT UK takeover so you guys don't have to watch all of those shows because WWE has been ridiculous WWE putting out two shows a week like every time I feel like I got seven shows left I come back it's nine then I wait a week it's 11 like it's ridiculous the amount of shows that they come out like yeah like they really don't want us to catch up for NXT UK but I'm gonna do it for you guys for you guys the Spotlight Nation for you guys on the True Hills group page for you guys watching us on our YouTube channel I am watching NXT UK for you guys to make NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool a little bit easier to consume so first off, we got a, it's basically going to be a, dr- a grudge match. You got the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. He's going to be going one-on-one with the former Progress world champion, Travis Banks. Do you, are you familiar with these two guys? Should I give it a little bit of a background for the fans at home or for um, you as well? I'm very familiar with Travis Banks, but you can do a little bit of 
fill in on Jordan Devlin? So Jordan Devlin is basically the protege and the trainee of Finn Balor. He comes from the same city in uh, Bray County, Ireland. He was trained by Finn Balor. He was in the first ever uh, WWE UK title tournament in 2017. He lost in the second round after beating Danny Burch in the first round to Tyler Bate. And ever since he's come into NXT UK, he has been the number one guy with like a chip on his shoulder. He's basically been the guy that has been one of the major heels in the company. In my opinion, he had the best match on NXT UK out of these matches building up to the show against Pete Dunne for the WWE UK Championship. He, Irish, uh, the Irish ace needs uh, to win this match. Uh, he needs to win this match. His fucking name is Devlin. Yes. Uh. Yes. <laughs> he needs to win this match. Travis Bank, he's the Kiwi buzzsaw. He had an excellent performance in this year's in a 2018 WWE UK title tournament. But I feel like Devlin is the star on the rise. He's very young. He's like 24, 25 years old. He is the Irish ace. This is going to be a great match for him and a great spotlight. So no disqualification. This is going to be a big horse battle. You got Dave Mastiff, which is the big babyface monster of NXT UK, going one-on-one with Eddie Dennis. Eddie Dennis is the best friend of Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne. He basically didn't, wasn't a part of the first rise of this UK talent. He actually was a school teacher. He became a school teacher who became a principal. He basically was uh, one of the top principals in all the UK and basically saw the rise of Andrews and Pete Dunne and decided to go back to wrestling. He's come back into wrestling. He's already become the number one contender for the Progress World Championship. He's undefeated in NXT UK and at NXT uh, UK TakeOver Blackpool, he's going to go one-on-one, no disqualification against Dave Mastiff, who is also undefeated. Who you got? Pretty, pretty, but God damn, you got, got, got me sold on Mr. Dave Mastiff there, man. That's, Dave Mastiff is a bad dude. Shit. He's like 375 pounds. He moves like Kevin Owens, so but how, he's bigger. How, how the hell can I move? How the hell can I bet against Dave Mastiff? Well, I can. I'm going to go with Eddie Dennis. Eddie Dennis is one of the best heel characters in NXT UK. Just the whole story with him being friends with Andrews and Pete Dunne. I feel like they are pushing him to get into a feud with Dunne down the line and Andrews. So I feel like this is a great spotlight for him to get a big victory and be the first person to beat Dave Masters. All right, you're allowed to be right on this one if you, if you happen to be right. But, I, I mean, 375 pounds, a monster, like, it's hard to bet against. I'm always right. It's hard to bet against that. NXT UK Tag Team Championships will finally be decided. You got Tyler Bate and Trent Seven of Mustache, Mustache Mountain, Mountain, the former NXT Tag Team Champions. They're going to be going up against Grizzled Young Veterans, which is the team of James Drake and my, my stepfather, the person who picked me up from the orphanage, the true heel of NXT UK, Zach Gibson. Who you got in this one? It's going to be a very raucous crowd. Very raucous crowd. If you know anything about the UK crowd, crowd, and if you know anything about Zach Gibson, you know that the crowd is going to be on Zach Gibson's ass. We are going to get some stand up, take your shoes off if you hate Gibson. Take your shoes off if you hate Gibson. Take your shoes off if you get get all that chance, all that chance. Yes. Yeah. So on, like, 
there's no way I'm going against Zach, Gib- Zach Gibson at all. Like, I, the Mustache Mountain, that strong young boy. Yeah, Big strong boy. You know, I, I, it's hard to go against that group. But that heat has to reward itself, man. You that gotta, heat has to reward itself. You got to pay off for all the heat you've been building up for Gibson. He didn't win the NXT, uh, well, the WWE UK Championship. So I feel like this is his spotlight. He needs to win the yeah. NXT UK Tag Team titles. Absolutely. James Drake is a great performer as well. And they're going to be good first champions for NXT UK. So we got a rematch from the finals of the NXT UK Women's Championship Tournament. You got Rhea Ripley defending against Tony Storm. Before we get into this match, we got to sh- give a shout out to Tony Storm. A lot of controversy online due to, you know, her new leaks coming out. But I want to give it up to the pro wrestling fans as well as to the wrestlers and performers for the outpouring of support for Tony Storm. So please put in the, the comments section, hashtag we support Tony Storm. Yes, She's my baby mama, but I am going to be having her babies. We are progressive over here at the True Hills and True Hill Heat. I will be having Tony's babies, not the other way around. Yes, I will have a sex change. I will be able to perform uh, pregnancy and deliver the babies for Tony Storm. I love you, Tony. We support Tony. Hashtag the True Hills support Tony Storm. So you don't even have to have to ask me who I think is going to win this match. So on you. So you you've literally given Tony Storm your dick too. Yeah. <laughs> That's like you you you. So you've literally become a true bitch. For Tony, yes. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. You heard it here first. On that note, unfortunately, I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley retaining. I love I love me some Rhea Ripley. They're both I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley. They're both some gorgeous Aussie women. Yo, I'm so just mad you that can't... you really just like performed a whole sex change on here. Like you just became a bitch on True Heels. Like how what how are they supposed to cheer you? Like you supposed to you supposed to come on to, to Jabra Slam with cojones and some some balls and, and then you just gave them to Tony. Get a sex change for Tony. Get a sex change for Tony. Cut your dick off for Tony. <laughs> you want your own on that Moving on to our main event of the evening. It's going to be for the WWE UK Championship. The longest reigning champion in all of the WWE. Pete Dunne. Over 600 days as the WWE UK Champion. He's going to be going, on, going one-on-one with the leader of the Gallus, the number one heel stable in all of NXT UK, Joe Coffey. Who you got in this one? Dunne versus Coffey at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Pete Dunne. He, he, he said that without even thinking twice Pete about Dunn. it. And I'm going to have to do Pete the Dunn. same. Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne and my bold prediction... For NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, Pete Dunne gets the victory, but we don't end with Pete Dunne standing tall. We end with the debut of Walter, or as I like to say, Volta. Volta. Volta comes to NXT UK at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, and Volta will be the man who dethrones Pete Dunne for the NXT UK Championship. Do you imagine what that feels like to get 
caved in by him? I don't like, know, like, and I don't want to know. Like that's I like a heart attacks. I don't. I don't want to know. His, those are those aren't chops. Those are heart attacks. I don't want to know. Those are heart attacks. I don't want to know. So we want to hear from you guys one more time before we wrap up True Hill Heat Twenty Three. Let's hear from the Spotlight Nation and the True Hills. Eugene Sampson says Pete Dunn is not dropping that belt anytime soon. True Hill Maurice says that Zach Gibson fellow gets a bad rap. I don't know why the UK fans take off their shoes and protest whenever he comes out. <laughs> if you hate Gibson, shoes off. If you hate Gibson, shoes off. I love Gibson and I have my shoe off. That is phenomenal. That's like, he, that chant is fucking draws, awesome. The heat that he draws is really It makes every event he's at awesome. So fun. And at the same time, so I'm gonna have a question actually for to back that up with the Pete Dunn not dropping a belt anytime soon. Do you see Pete Dunn being the first modern day thousand day title holder? No. I see Volta taking the NXT UK Championship title from Pete Dunne Man, you know, at the next NXT you know UK what that takeover. Would mean, though, for a thousand days, more than three years. Like three years, right under three years, right under three years, he would have to hold. That well, he's at for. he's at six hundred plus, so he would have to make it to the end of this Another year. year. Yeah, he would have to make it to that, and I just he don't has see to make it. it to February they, of they, next year. If they sign Volta, I don't see how P. Dunn holds on to that title. He would have to make it to February of next year. If NXT UK stays as it is right now, I don't even see how P. Dunn does it anyway, because Jordan Devlin is ready to be the NXT UK champion. So does he even make seven? I think he makes seven hundred. I think I think there's gonna be enough enough of a time between takeover uh so black Pete Dunn is in the, the next one. Yeah, he's 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 one of the longest reigning awesome. longest reigning champions of the modern era. Awesome stuff, Pete Dunn. Awesome please, stuff. Please post your comments what you thought was the best match of Pete Dunn's long WWE UK championship title reign. Uh thank you so much for watching True Hill Heat 23. Uh, if you were watching on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, we want to thank you. If you are not, please like and follow the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. If you are watching on the, on the True Hills group page, we want to thank you for being a member. But if you are not, please put in the search drive T-R-U space H-E-E-L-S and become a member of our True Hills group page. Follow us on the Twitter machine at True Hill Heat. We always have fun on there. We're always trying to troll Becky Lynch. Yes, troll Becky Lynch. That's what we're doing in 2019. We're gonna we're gonna get the attention of the man on on to, on the Twitter machine. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow me at True Hill underscore Epic SP3. Follow Top Guy JJ at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. And you can follow the True Hills at True Hills LLC on the Instagram. Get your True Hills t shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash True Hills. And yes, we are going to be getting on our producer's back and we're going to be strangling him so he can make sure we are up on iTunes for you guys so you can listen to us on your train ride, on your car rides home. You need to listen to our annoying voices talk about professional wrestling. So for True Hill Heat 23, we will see you for True Hill Heat 24. Finally, I am SP3. This is Top Guy JJ. Until True Hill Heat 24, signing off. <laughs>